Welcome to Season 3, Episode 24 of the Family Travel Australia podcast. We are Katie, Paul and Jasper from the Feel Good family. Join us as we explore this great country, Australia, its people, places and cultures. Welcome back. Hello again. Okay, so Jasper's been watching ABC Kids in the Morning. And they have this really fantastic guest of the day and Christmas countdown. It's super exciting, isn't it? <laughs> it has added to all of our excitement. Yeah. Dad, Dad, did you hear that? It's only 10 days. So I love that. It's so good. Mm. Yeah, he is uh, buzzing with excitement about the looming Christmas day. Well, actually, probably not even about Christmas day. I think he's just buzzing with excitement about the fact that Santa is coming soon. He is checking in with us every day. Mum, how do I get on the good list? <laughs> so I think he's uh, he's hanging out for that that ultimate present from Santa. He's got a new word. Christmify. Christmify. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that great? So he keeps saying to me, hey, Dad, do you think we could Christmify this? Hey, look how I Christmified that. Yeah. So he's, uh, yeah, he's throwing that around like the, the best word of the year. He loves it. His uh, Christmas spirit is definitely high. And I have to say, we've been enjoying some fantastic family Christmas movies as well, haven't we? Which, if anyone out there has gone through the process of scrolling through Disney Plus or Netflix or whatever mm-hmm. subscriber base offer you're on, it is difficult to find a good one. For this age bracket, I think. Yeah, I think there's some uh, pretty average offering. Oh, look, yeah, look, we've definitely had our fair share of so average to, ones. So for Kate to say that we, we've watched a couple of really good ones, mm-hmm. that's a that's a pretty impressive call because it's true. Um, Christmas Chronicles. Yeah, that was fantastic. That was really great. Last night we watched Christmas Chronicles 2, mm. and it was uh, a little slower to start but still quite engaging. Maybe a, just a touch old for Jasper, for a four-year-old? Yeah, look, he really loved it. I mean, his words were, that was fantastic <laughs> yes, at so. the end. My favourite part in all of this is hearing him and watching the expressions on his face, particularly when he first sees Santa in these movies and the little, <gasps> Santa. Oh, it's so there, magical. There is a ma- Exactly. There is a magic about film mm. when it's, produced that well you know yeah. when they've basically spent millions of dollars yeah. on making them <laughs> the magic look so real yes. and so engaging and you're right that little voice and those those big eyes yeah and i think that uncensored awe of it all where he's expressing himself mm. I, I i do love that too yep so mm. awesome so anyway we're on <sighs> the countdown yes here we go I don't even know how many days it is. I think it's only one week. Awesome. ABC Kids will let us know. Yeah. (laughs) So this week we have moved to Jacob's Well Tourist Park. Yeah, that's right. After our stay at the Broadwater, we had a really good look at it and the city of Gold Coast have a number of tourist parks that stretch from the northern to the southern end of the coast. We thought, you know what, let's give... 
let's give some of them a try. We've got a couple of weeks between now and Christmas. We are headed to Kira, right down on the southern end, which um, interestingly is where we used to live before we set off on this epic mm. journey in the caravan. Uh, and Paul's mum and dad are just about to make that leap for themselves and go into their caravan full time and they are spending Christmas down at Kira. So we've booked in quite a few months ago to come and spend Christmas with them and really just enjoy that first week with them while they're scratching their heads and figuring out how to live in the van. And, you know, the joy of having, well, my mum and dad, but for Jasper, having grandparents around at Christmas is awesome. Yeah, so good. So we knew we had a couple of weeks up our sleeve. We thought, well, let's give some of these tourist parks a try. And we picked Jacob's Well. We thought, let's just kind of make our way back down the coast. So we did, in fact, head north a little bit up towards Jacob's Well, which is right on the water, just in from sort of the Coomera, Pimpama area of the Gold Coast. And this, I have to say, I was really surprised by this little park. It is only a small park in comparison to Broadwater, but it's got a great feel to it, doesn't it? Look, what sets this park apart is the old growth trees. Yes. The amount of shade they provide. There really isn't a lot of sites. I don't know, there must be about 50. Yeah. Yeah. And all powered, but the park has a real back-to-basics, natural bush setting that looks out across to the major boat ramps Mm -hmm. and the volunteer marine rescue. Mm -hmm. And then the the actual waterfront there, and I think it's called Beautification Program, Mm -hmm. that the Gold Coast City Council has poured a bucket load of money into to really make this area look beautiful like the rest of the gold coast actually yeah, yeah. when you look at the foreshore of the gold coast they they nail that yeah that part of uh making it accessible making it engaging yeah. adding a load of free experience and activity yeah. for families to enjoy yeah. i mean there is a 50 to 100 square meter swimming enclosure white sandy beach yeah. covered areas barbecue areas seating areas spots to fish off, spots to cling your fish. Yeah. I mean, they really make it easy for you to really make the most of your experience. Yeah, that's so true. And we were lucky enough to actually have a good chat with Ray and Sandy, who are the managers there at Jacob's mm. Well. And they, They're lovely people, they aren't they? They so lovely. Really, it's unreal when you meet managers that have a natural, you know, effervescence about what they're doing. I mean... Yeah. Managing a park, I tell you, it, it may look glossy, but I reckon it would be 24 set. Like you would just be constantly have to be on dealing with, you know, people, people's issues, yeah. all of it. You yeah. Know? yeah, you're right. And, um, well, these guys were certainly passionate. They were, as you said, just naturally mm-hmm. enthusiastic mm-hmm. And, and happy. And we had a lovely catch up with them. And they were saying to us that, 
they just they have repeat offenders they have families and groups who come back year on year on year and have been doing so for a long long time and it is so easy to understand with this little park why because it has that feel it it has that old school let's go camping and Mm. just have an awesome time outdoors feel to it you can totally understand do you know what i think our lives in in our normal reality of what happens working 40 hours a week to make money to spend time with your family to create memories to then hopefully you know have Mm. this future where you can look back and that and they're the moments that you really reflect on this sort of park allows for tradition Yes. To really grow because you can see why families are coming back time and time again. And as those families grow and expand and their kids have kids, etc., mm-hmm. they just keep, you know, oh, we'll take another site. Well, and so they, yeah, as you say, have uh, quite a huge return visitation. Yep. They have new amenities. Mm. There's been a, a refurb across yeah, the park. Yeah. Uh, the two safari tents at the front. My gosh, they were amazing. I don't think we've ever seen in our travels to date, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, use the glamping tag, which is awesome. And it is nice to be able to go camping and have, you know, that security of the roof over your head and, you know, some of those niceties that you do find in some uh, glamping tents or safari tents. But these ones were very impressive. Right on the waterfront, they had a kitchen a full kitchenette in them they had a tv in them they had bunks and a main queen bed in them i mean everything short of a bathroom really yeah i mean you're you're swapping the the bricks and mortar for for canvas and and uh you know tent poles Mm. But it, yeah, it, it really that really really is a glamping experience yeah Uh, there's also a half a dozen cabins yes. two bedroom cabins yeah. again right on the water yeah when we say right on the water they actually look across a main parking area and multiple boat ramps mm. uh there's a an excellent bait and tackle shop yeah. there's a fish and chip shop there's the tavern uh there's yeah, the a little f- village of jacob's well is great isn't yeah it? pharmacy bakery uh, yeah, award-winning bakery yeah. uh the fish and chips are out of this world so the little seaside fishing village uh is just a really great escape from what is now becoming a busy world yeah that's true and like you say paul if you are a boaty if you love fishing if you love being on or near the water in any sense then jacob's well is a really perfect spot Mm. and Super close to go over to South Stratbrook Island or, you know, enjoy getting out into the Broadwater as well and enjoying that part of the Gold Coast. And it is a, a little um, spoiler alert for next week. Ooh. That is exactly what we did. Mm, we did. We used that location to then access South Stratty and camped over there for a, a few nights. But let's talk about what we did first. North Stratty. Yeah. (laughs) Why do one Stratty when you can do both? Um, Do you know, I was looking for things that we could do in, you know, the relative area whilst we were staying at Jacob's Well. And North Stradbroke Island came up. It was about an hour's drive, to be fair, from jacob's well Mm -hmm. to where you catch the sea link ferry over to north stratty which is in cleveland so you kind of you know you do have to get back out onto the m1 and 
and head up to Redland Bay area. But it was a super easy drive and we did it fairly early in the morning and caught the early ferry over. The ferries run right across the day, back it's, and forth. Yeah, it's, it's this continuous yeah. rotation yeah, of so ferries. you can exactly pick and choose your time. Um, but what's cool about North Stradbroke is you can go over and camp. So you can take your caravan mm -hmm. over to North Stradbroke. In fact, there are a number of them on the ferry with us. We chose the day trip because we were staying in Jacob's Well. And we did decide to take the Hilux with us. And I just thought, you know, you can go over as a passenger and North Straddy have a, a bus system. They have some great shuttle buses as well. There are taxis over there. But you know, four-year-old, all the gear, <laughs> let's make it easy. Let's take the Hilux over. Then we can plan our own day trip itinerary, get around the island as we need to, if Jasper gets tired, etc., etc. So we did. We booked to take the Hilux over on the ferry. And something really cool is that you can get out of your vehicle, go and stand and watch the other boats and mm -hmm. the waterway is brimming with activity. Mm -hmm. So Jasper loved that pointing out everything, showing me what was going on. Uh, there is a, a cafe that serves drinks and um, light bites and things like that. So mm -hmm. all in all, a really great experience. So knowing that we only had the day over there, we'd made a bit of an itinerary and mm -hmm. we knew it was going to be a fairly full day again, hence why we had the Hilux with us. And so we made a beeline for Point Lookout, which is over onto the other side of the island. What I found really fascinating about North Stradbroke is that it is fully developed. So there are bitumen roads, there are people and cars everywhere actually it was fairly busy i mean it, we're coming into christmas so people are on holidays and out there enjoying this beautiful beautiful location short drive over to point lookout we wanted to do the north gorge walk i'd read a lot about this mm. it's a beautiful boardwalk that basically follows the coastline uh throughout point lookout and so we did we we ended up actually getting a car park, which was so good, right down the southern end of the entrance to the North Gorge Walk, which was great. A lot of the crowd, I think, were entering the walk from the northern end. So we snuck right down to the southern car park, got a park, donned our backpacks and set off. Now, the walk, the boardwalk is, I believe, 1.2 kilometres in total. Mm-hmm. I don't know how far we got, Paul. Not very far, but look, let's just say it was spectacular. I think we got about halfway around mm -hmm. in about 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah, look, when I read about it, it said this can actually take you all day to do yeah. because it is so beautiful and you are going to want to stop like we did every few metres, every few minutes the, to look. The wildlife. The wildlife. I mean, look, and I think seasonally you would really attract, obviously, the migration oh, of whales and all sorts amazing. of things. But uh, sea eagles, Brahmini kites. Turtles. Yeah, turtles, baby turtles. Mm -hmm. uh, stingrays, sharks. Mm -hmm. Dolphins. Yeah. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah. And the colour of the water. Please have a look at the video. The water was so amazing we just could not get over how spectacular it 
really was. And this boardwalk, as far as the infrastructure goes, it's world-class. It is just amazing. And it was a super busy day over there. It was Mm -hmm. the weekend, but it didn't feel busy and crowded when we were doing the walk. Not by any means. No, I think the the boardwalk itself is maybe two and a half metre, three metre sort of width so and plenty of seating areas as you go along Mm. shaded areas from the natural bushland that uh sort of engulf the top of the headland Mm. and then you even walk all the way down to a lookout about halfway around to where we got uh where you can stand on the edge of the cliff hold on to your kids (laughs) yeah it, it was amazing. And, look, the only reason we didn't get the whole way through the walk is because we had little tired legs with yeah. us. Um, but you could seriously spend all day just in that one area. So after a couple of hours, we thought, mm. okay, we need to get moving. There's lots more things on our list we want to do. Jasper was getting tired and hungry and hangry and all of the above. There was also a uh, surf club right on Point Lookout. Mm. Point Lookout out surf club and they had a major surf carnival on so the ocean was full of kids competing and enjoying their carnival Mm -hmm. Uh, so they had a sausage sizzle outside i believe that you can get um, food inside at the surf club Uh, again another little point another little bay frenchman's beach i mean it it is just stunning the waterway and the color there and so we jumped back in the car and headed over to grab some lunch at a little place that we had just googled called the little ship the little ship yeah. but on the way we decided to stop at another natural asset for this island and that was my aura springs wasn't this just a awesome little surprise yeah, it's really different Right on the main road that connects Point Lookout back to the Dunwich area, you know, you you could easily drive past and miss this altogether. I am certain it is a local's favourite hangout. Thankfully, we didn't miss it and we stopped and we, we originally said, oh, look, we'll just get out and have a look. And Jasper said to us, can we please, can we please go in? And so we said, yep, sure, we Mm. can go in. You know, like... So we all ended up... You live once, right? We all ended up in there, and it's pretty cool because you've got the natural freshwater of the spring meeting a tidal inflow of the salt water and the difference in temperature. So there were patches that were really warm on top and then really cool Mm. underneath. Mm. Yeah, it was um, it was really again really well done in terms of the infrastructure that had been put there, mm. the boardwalk. There were plenty of seating areas, and what I what I really love the most about this little spot is that even though there was that infrastructure there, it still felt very untouched and very natural. And what they'd done had really complemented mm. the the natural environment. Yeah, the storytelling through the signage in Turp was really well presented. Uh, you could easily step down off the main boardwalk into the swimming mm. area. Uh, the Kondamuka people... Uh, the traditional owners and uh, Indigenous people of this area have a number of these significant 
locations yeah. around the island. And like you say, I think the way they've designed uh, accessibility yeah. through these locations have kept, yeah, kept its natural beauty. They haven't, it, it hasn't affected that, which is really cool. Yeah, they've made it accessible, but without changing it, which yeah. is what I really yeah, love. there's no, you know kiosk and you know people selling stuff and yeah. know, still it seemed to really blend into the environment do you know what it reminded me of while we were there it reminded me of being a kid and finding those water holes you know not far from where i grew up and mm. it's just kid you know you're a kid you're out you're having fun you're swinging on a rope swing and you're just splashing around in the water and just having a really great time and and enjoying being in nature yeah, perfect. From there, we headed to lunch, mm. and that was at the little ship. Now, we'd missed the lunch rush. I honestly think you could fit two or 300 people mm. out on the lawn on this point. It, it is right on the water, yeah. uh, so it's a magic location. There's a ferry stop there for pedestrian traffic. Uh, the meals were huge. The meals uh, were massive. Yeah, it is that higher end price, I guess, because you're on an island. Mm. Uh, but they were delicious. We could have shared. Yes. We all left food. Yes. You know, so there's a good tip there. Uh, from there, we headed to explore Blue Lake. Mm. And in the National Park area, as we tracked around to find this, there isn't any signage. Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? We, um, mm. I think we started to wonder because there's lots of signage for Brown Lake and we knew we had to go past Brown Lake to find Blue Lake and then all of a sudden the signage stopped, which we probably should have cottoned on to. Mm. But that's okay. We, we then had almost got all the way over to the beach side when we pulled up beside another four drive and we said the guys have you seen this they said no we're looking for it too uh look i think part of the reason for this is because a request from the uh traditional indigenous people is that you don't swim in blue lake mm. now you don't know that until you actually get there and read the interp sign and it's just a little line you actually could really easily miss this mm. uh you know to be fair um so it's just a request uh so but it's also three kilometers return walk from that particular car park we'd run out of time mm. so we didn't go and explore this we went okay we know brown lake is back closer to the ferry we know it's just off the road, uh, the bitumen road onto a dirt road. We went there. Wow. Wow, all right. I don't know <laughs> what we were amazing. expecting. We kind of joked a little bit about how much more enticing Blue Lake sounded than Brown Lake. That's right. Um, and to be fair to Brown Lake, it's quite amazing. So mm. I learned a little bit when I was researching this. It's a perched lake, so naturally formed freshwater lake and a perched lake means that it it's the organic matter on the ground layer so leaves and you know decaying organic matter that actually form the base layer for the lake and then the rain falls and upfills presto lake. now it's not a little lake if you look at the drone footage that paul took it's massive it is massive which makes it even more incredible it is called brown lake because the color of the water Again, please look at the footage. It's amazing. Coca-Cola. Yeah, or tea. It's okay. that really <laughs> beautiful nice, huh? tea 
cola color stained from again the leaves that are lying the underneath tree. the lake yeah that's mm. right what jasper and i couldn't believe is when we went and put our feet in the edge you're walking off this sand that is so reminded me of being on fraser island it's the, the whitest yeah it's the high silica content yes. in the sand that makes it so white. So white. And so then you've got this contrast of this yellowy, browny colour of the shore water. Mm. And then it, as the lake gets deeper, it the water colour turns to this really deep blue. So it was just quite magical to see the contrast of the colours standing there with our feet in the water. I tell you what. Jasper, he was entranced by this lake. He was fully clothed, and the reason he was not in his swimmers mm. was, again, because we knew in a minute we, we had to back get back to the ferry. So it really was just going to be a splash around the shoreline for us. Well, he had certainly di different ideas to uh, what we did. He was immersed and in that water, fully clothed, within seconds so it is a super special spot again it has a lot of special cultural significance mm -hmm. in that area and um you see why yeah exactly jasper was certainly drawn to it beautiful spot to go and hang out have a picnic spend mm. the day yeah actually that w it would be a really great place to pull up for a few hours yes. wish we'd ha had more time there yeah okay so that was our very full itinerary we made it back to the boat with about 15 minutes to spare, which was good. And then journeyed back across, back to Jake as well, and all slept very well yeah, that night. we sure did. So all in all, a beautiful, brilliant family day out. Mm, definitely. I can't wait to go back and camp over there. Yeah, absolutely, and take the caravan. Mm. Okay, that wraps... Okay, that wraps up our week. But before we leave, drum roll, please. Mm, some exciting news, a big announcement actually for us this week and one that we weren't aware of. Mm. But our podcast, this little podcast of ours, has been named the number one Australian travel and culture podcast by Feedspot, which we are super excited about because we love this. It's probably more a bit of a passion project than it yeah. is anything else for us. Um, but to be recognised as the best podcast when it comes to travelling Australia is super cool. Absolutely amazing, and thank you. Yeah, that's right. We really do want to thank all of you who listen to our podcast. We love bringing it to you. Yeah, and without listeners, we're not here. So <laughs> we will keep bringing it to you. Uh, if you do love it, yeah, please share it with everyone you know. Okay, next week, an exciting week. We love North Stratty, so we decided we're heading to South Stratty. Oh, yeah, and talk about contrast. Yeah, these two islands are naturally beautiful. That's the commonality. Yeah. But chalk and cheese. Yeah, can't wait to bring you that episode next week. All right, for now, from our family to yours, dream big, look after yourself. And happy trails. Bye.